This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It is Benny. Today is Monday, October 23rd, 2023. House Oversight reveals $200,000 payments to Joe Biden from his brother that is linked to the family business. There's no smoking gun. Joe Biden never had any actual direct payments. Never any direct payments. Yeah. There are now nine candidates for House Speaker. So you got a couple more in there. You got the Partridge family. You can fill up the whole bus, drive along, and they can all sing together. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey joins the show after news of censorship case against Biden is going to the Supreme Court. And I think this is a very good thing, and we'll explain why. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden may be getting paid, but you got to protect what's yours. You probably don't get uh, untold multi-millions from Chinese and Ukrainians and Russians from all over the world. So you got to go gold today. Go with my friend's allegiance gold. Protect what's yours. Diversify, not the way the Bidens do in criminal, uh, international criminal espionage uh, activity and bribery and money laundering. Don't do any of those things. You'll probably go to jail. The Bidens will. You'll probably go to jail, though. Diversify into gold, please. Like, go with my friends at Allegiance Gold. Like, protect yourself. Troubled times are coming. We uh, know that for sure. Go to protectwithbenny.com today or call 844-66-BENNY. Get up to $5,000 in free silver with qualifying purchase and investment. Go gold today before it's too late. Protectwithbenny.com. Call 844-66-BENNY. So, Joe Biden, baby. Talk about in the gold. Talk about getting the old gold. Joe Biden, we now have the official check. We have the image of the check. We can actually put it up on screen. Now, you could recall that the entire Democrat ecosystem was screaming at the top of their lungs. You have no direct evidence. No direct evidence that Joe Biden ever got paid from his dirty business dealings. And here, ladies and gentlemen, we have Joe Biden getting cash money. Also, interestingly enough, Joe Biden getting fat cash money in the midst of all these interesting little phone calls that Hunter Biden had with the Chinese, demanding payment, leveraging payment. You remember those? We'll get to it in the show. But we are going to take a little tiptoe through the primrose path of history here because we have a deep and abiding knowledge of the things that Joe Biden has said and the things that Joe Biden has done. We would like to bring your attention to the special moment in history, a moment that will be minted in the Smithsonian as the official look fat moment. Never in presidential politics has ever a presidential candidate looked at a voter and said, look fat to a well, rotund voter. Hey, man, I'm from Iowa. People are people are units in Iowa. And back in the day when Joe Biden was heading, cruising towards a pathetic fifth place finish in Iowa, and then cruising to a pathetic fourth place finish in New Hampshire, and was dead on arrival before Barack Obama came in and the entire corporate Marxist infrastructure of the Democrat Party said, we want Bernie Sanders, but hold up. The American people don't. Before they came in and actually saved the diseased and failed policies and campaign of Joe, well, there were special moments like this where Joe Biden was asked about the money flowing into his family's coffers by Democrats. There's absolutely no, there's absolutely no indication that this man is not a Democrat. And Joe Biden looked at this mustachioed, sweet, portly Iowan eating his Casey's pizza. If you know, you know, ladies and gentlemen, a little pizza rotator under a little hot lamp inside of Casey's in Iowa, a favorite of the Midwest. And this man just brought some honest critiques to Joe Biden's face. And how did Joe Biden react? 
get access to the public, to the president. So you're you're selling access to the president just like he is. So you you're a damn liar, man. That's not true. And no one has ever said that. No one has ever said that. I see it on the TV. You see it on the TV. No, I really do. And by the way, that's why I'm not sedentary. I don't like it up and 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 no, of that clip who's the one who is clearly hiding something there you don't have to be a body language expert or a positive psychologist to be able to dissect precisely who is the guilty party there all human beings have kind of the same reaction when we're under stress when we're hiding something when you're withholding something that's why they can do lie detector tests. That's why the people who do interrogations are it's pretty obvious when someone's lying. You can see the pupil dilation. You can see the increase in the heart rate. You can see the blood pressure. You can see the little needle go dee -dee 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 on the lie detector test. That's what that is. The reason the lie detector test exists is because we all t have sort of a same fight or flight reaction to being under immense stress. And that's what you see with Joe Biden there. He was asked dead to rights. That guy was factual that voter in iowa good on you man i to find that guy I didn't do an interview with that guy where is that guy where is look fat where is look fat these days is he doing push-up competitions joe biden challenged him like what kind of a man what kind of man are you joe biden what kind of man is joe biden challenges the guy calls him fat and then challenge him to a push-up competition guy should have dropped down and seen how many push-ups joe biden could do that would have been amazing okay sure here you go joe that would have been amazing. Who's guilty there? Joe Biden screaming at the voters, losing his temper, calling them fat, yelling. Joe Biden's guilty. It's like, it's so demonstrable. It's so obvious. It's so empirical. And now we have the evidence. And now, of course, we also have the evidence of Joe Biden lying. Because you'll recall that after the Marxist corporate Democrat party swooped in like one of those claw machines, right? And went and say, you know, zipped up and saved Joe Biden. Here's Joe Biden, like at the very bottom of the barrel and they come in and they get in the claw. They save Joe Biden. They grab him and he's just like squeaking, calling people fat, challenging them to pick up competitions. They finally are able, they do all the polls. They figure out that everyone else is gonna lose to Donald Trump, no matter how many viruses they release on us. And they say, okay, fine, we're gonna use Biden, we're gonna prop him up on stage, and Joe, all you need to do is just don't tell any demonstrable lies, okay? And then this happened. I have not taken a penny from any foreign source ever in my life. We learned that this president paid 50 times the tax in China, has a secret bank account with China, does business in China, and in fact, is talking about me taking money. I have not taken a single penny from any country whatsoever, ever, number one. Number two, this is a president, I have released all of my tax returns, 22 years, go look at them, 22 years of my tax return. You have not released a single solitary year of your tax return. So, Joe Biden lied. Now, of course, this is not gonna come as a shocker to you, but it is a very important thing to establish that Joe Biden has consistently, regularly, and often lied to the American people. And were it not for the chaos happening in the House right now, well, we would be having massive impeachment inquiry conversations this week. 
Now they have had to be delayed because committee work is delayed. And thank God this committee work was not delayed. Oversight committee tweeted late on Friday, we found $200,000 direct payment to Joe Biden. The oversight committee then linking the image of that check and then linking the direct payment. So how this worked was American AmeriCorps Health LLC paid James Biden and James Biden passed that earning directly to Joe. And you can see there in the form of the check. Man, never pay in check. Who was it that paid in check? Jesse Smollett? Yeah. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, James Comer announced this again late on Friday, couldn't get to it. So here we go. They've been muling and begging and sweatily, like Dan Goldman sweating, being like, there's no direct evidence. Well, here you go, buckaroo. Here's what Comer has to say about it. Fox News alert. House Oversight has been digging into the Biden family's personal and business records. And look what they found. It's a check from Jimmy the Chin, Joe Biden's brother, to Biden for 200 grand. Here's what happened. Jimmy shook down a failing American medical company, said he could use his last name to get big investments from the Middle East, you know, selling the Biden brand. So Jimmy promises a company money from the Middle East, gets $200,000, and then sends the $200,000 to his brother Joe the same day. Now, the White House says Jimmy was just repaying a loan that Joe gave him. So Joe Biden on a tax. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Taxpayer salary his whole life is loaning his brother $200,000 who's got multi-million dollar houses and works in the private sector? Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Jesse can barely contain himself. He is laughing so hard at these hysterical schemes of the Jacques, the Jacques Clouseau's of money laundering. So James Comer coming up with his big announcement. Sorry, I teased that as the Comer clip. I was getting ahead of myself. James Comer teasing this, saying, whoa, whoa, guys, like I come from the banking industry. You you don't get the payment and then on the same day, wire transfer the same amount of money to Joe Biden. By the way, we've we've seen this before. Remember when the deal fell apart with the Chinese, the exact same amount of rent that they were paying for an office with Joe that Joe and Jill both had keys to in the fancy house of Sweden in Washington, D.C., that same amount was paid in rent to Joe Biden by Hunter Biden. This is a this is a trend where the Biden family gets massive amounts of cash and then they deposit literally that amount of cash to the penny into Joe Biden's account. And a reminder, and a very important reminder here, ladies and gentlemen, that Joe Biden doesn't need to be the guy who's receiving the checks. That money laundering can be proven and bribery can be proven through his family members. That's how the laws are structured. James Comer knows this, and that's why James Comer had this to say. Bank records obtained by the House Committee on Oversight have revealed a $200,000 direct payment from James and Sarah Biden to Joe Biden in the form of a personal check. Here's some important context about this check we've obtained in our investigation. In 2018, James Biden received $600,000 in loans from AmeriCorps, a financially distressed and failing rural hospital operator. According to bankruptcy court documents, James Biden received these loans, quote, based upon representations that his last name, Biden, could open doors and that he could obtain a large investment from the Middle East based on his political connections, end quote. On March 1st, 2018, AmeriCorps wired a $200,000 loan into James and Sarah Biden's personal bank account, not their business bank account. 
And then on the very same day, James Biden wrote a $200,000 check from this same personal bank account to Joe Biden. James Biden wrote this check to Joe Biden as a, quote, loan repayment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so here's the timeline, ladies and gentlemen. In 2018, James Biden, and a reminder what was happening in 2018, Donald Trump was president, the Republicans had unified control of Congress. The Bidens never thought they would ever serve in public office again. Joe Biden was going balls to the wall. But everyone knew that Joe Biden had dementia. Again, we ju just go check Hunter Biden's own text messages to the family medical professionals. Joe Biden has dementia. That's what Hunter Biden said. So everyone knows that Joe has dementia. So you got to make sure that you pump this corpse as while it's still warm, right? Of everything it's got. And so they were going absolute like pedal to the metal on this business. Okay. So they never thought that they would ever face any scrutiny on this. They never thought Republicans would ever investigate this. So here we go. Here's the timeline. James Biden receives $600,000 in loans from AmeriCorps, a financially distressed and failing rural hospital operator. According to bankruptcy court documents, James Biden received these loans based upon representations that his last name Biden could open doors. In 2018, AmeriCorps wired $200,000 to James and Sarah Biden's personal bank account, not their business account. And the same day, James Biden wrote a $200,000 check to Joe. James Biden wrote this check as a loan repayment, but that doesn't make any sense. James Biden sent it to Joe Biden. Even if this was a personal loan repayment, it's still troubling because why is Joe Biden paying off the shady dealings of his brother? So there's your direct connection in case you needed any, obviously, further evidence here. James Comer saying, we're just getting started. Watch. What we're doing is we're tracing the money, Sean. It's not just that they got a $200,000 payment, that Joe Biden received a $200,000 payment. It's where the money came from. And the money came from Jim Biden, where he influence peddled to a company in the United States that he went and said that he could help through his brother's contacts get capital from from the Middle East. So he convinced this company to give him $600,000 and they did it in increments. The last increment was $200,000. That $200,000 then went to Jim Biden's personal account and it was a loan according to uh, the way Jim Biden deposited. And then he wrote on the same day a check to Joe Biden for a loan repayment. Now, they're playing the loan card a lot. Remember the $250,000 wire that we identified three weeks ago that came from China to Hunter Biden that was addressed to Joe Biden's house? The White House said that was a loan, too. And, Sean, what you're going to be hearing out of the White House over the next few weeks is loan, loan, loan. And look, even if Joe Biden did give his brother a loan, which I don't believe he did, the fact that, that his brother defrauded a company that is now bankrupt and all the creditors lost all their money that they invested in this or loaned to this healthcare company, but Joe Biden got $200,000 from it before they went bankrupt, all because Jim Biden was selling the brand, was selling the Biden wow. name and convinced people to pay him money in exchange for favors from Joe Biden. <laughs> I mean, it seems like even though there is such an enormous amount of international fraud going on, right? And that seems to be the things that we focus on the very most, Russia and Ukraine and China. Oh, what parts of the world are melting down right now? Russia, Ukraine, China. What parts of the world are going totally tits up? The parts of the world where the Bidens started to meddle and had biolabs and had business and were trying to take over. These are the parts of the world that are in flames right now. And what other part of the world? Oh, Israel in the Mideast. Mideast, of course, collapsing uh, at a very quick clip. Now, uh, while there are levels of nuance there, it's worth noting that in the, the, the Middle East, and we don't talk about this as much because the, there's more meat on the bones to China and Ukraine, the Biden family was begging hat and hand to Middle Eastern dictatorships to get in on the family business. And what you see, of course, in Joe Biden's reception when he goes to the Middle East is that these people are aware that he is a corrupt criminal crime syndicate leader. They, they, they know. 
Like game represent game. This is why they treat him with such disrespect is because Joe Biden's groveling, money-grubbing, filthy family have gone into the coffers of Qatar, have gone into the coffers of the UAE and Saudi Arabia begging for cash. And who was the one doing it? Who was holding the hat? Joe Biden's brother. Watch. Wouldn't you have to have a record of when you gave the loan? And wouldn't that bank yes. record exist as well? Have you been able to yep. find that? We, well, we just found, announced the check today and we've asked the White House to produce documentation of the loan, the terms of the loan. And and we also want to know from Joe Biden, was he aware when he took that $200,000 that it came from a company his brother defrauded in the name of Joe Biden, that Joe Biden could come in and save the day through his contacts in the Middle East, Sean? That's yeah. where this influence peddling scheme came. We've talked about China, Romania, Russia, Ukraine. Now we're talking about the Middle East. We've talked about Hunter Biden. Now we're on to Jim Biden. We've been following the money. We're going to continue to follow the money. But more and more suspicious activity is popping up everywhere to the tunes of millions and millions of dollars from the Biden family. And now we have evidence that Joe Biden benefited directly from this. If, if his brother hadn't defrauded that company, through the influence peddling scheme, he never could have paid Joe Biden back that $200,000, assuming Joe Biden really loaned him $200,000, which I'm not convinced that he did. Oh, well, this is interesting. Again, we we study language here. We are well-versed in the language of Washington, D.C. I lived there, I worked there, I wrote there. I had multiple friends that are inside of these little offices that write these little scripts for these people to go out and parrot and muppet. None of, the, none of these people are in charge. No, nobody really in charge like it's every organized government in the world is a criminal cartel on some level and every politician is just really an actor a public face of the cartel with joe biden it's just you've blended the layers a little bit close like it, it's just a little it's a little too much on the surface right with joe biden because he's been around for so long and he was around in a time when this stuff was far more egregious and when people weren't as sophisticated as like the Clintons and the Obama cartels. And so what you're seeing is like, the, again, the Jacques Clouseau, like the dumbasses who put together the Biden crime family, they just are so stupid. They just never thought they'd ever be caught and they never thought anyone would ever look into this stuff. That's what you're seeing. And so the unraveling is pretty interesting. What you saw there with Comer is saying, wait a second, direct payments. That's what they've been bagging for. That the, okay, so the cha they changed their tune. All right, so it's amazing. Talk about the slippery slope here. Whoop. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail, from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. They said that Joe Biden never made any money. The Biden family never made any money. Joe Biden, during the debate, my son hasn't made one red cent in China. They've had to change all that. They've had to change that Joe Biden was part of the crime family. They've had to change that Hunter Biden was living with him classified document they've they had to backtrack on everything and where with the cliff that they're up against right now is the direct evidence okay so there's plenty of crime evidence against the bidens right there's plenty of hunter biden crime evidence plenty of crime evidence against the Biden. hunter biden's actually literally being charged on various crimes and we'll see what happens with the tax charges so they can't use that now they've balkanized around joe and you see clips like this dan goldman who's joe biden's personal attorney in congress going and talking to Joe Biden's spokesperson, Jen Psaki, this weekend. There is no evidence, none whatsoever, and I don't care how much they say otherwise. I have looked at it. There is no direct evidence that President Biden was involved in any way, shape, or form in Hunter Biden's business dealings. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny what news is in America? Oh, like... Like, at the very least, I've never taken a paycheck from any of these people. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like Donald Trump. 
I'm I'm I consider myself a Republican, like a conservative, freedom, libertarian. Like at least these people don't pay me, right? Like I don't take money from them. Like what is this? This is what's considered news on the left. Joe Biden's literal spokesperson, the person who took direct money from Joe Biden, Jen Psaki, circle back, old circle back peppermint patty, Chucky, and whatever else we called her. I I miss the old nicknames. I miss the Jen Psaki days. I really do. Cringe Jean Pierre. It's just, it's sad. It's like cringe Jean Pierre is like just laughing at like a tragic accident on on the side of the road. It's just, it's, it's gallows humor. Okay. Jen Psaki took money from Joe Biden was his literal mouthpiece, the mouthpiece of Joe Biden, immediately directly into a show on MSNBC. Dan Goldman, a trust fund baby who has a fortune, was born into insane cash money, rich people, rich people money, the same like structures of white supremacy and structures of institutional uh, 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 cash and power. Dan Goldman literally representing an I an icon of what the modern left hates, acting as Joe Biden's lawyer. The two of them talking to each other, okay, about Joe Biden, and then using this very special legalese, this very special language, the language of no direct payments, because Dan Goldman knows what's coming. Dan Goldman knows there's going to be a slew of people once Congress gets its act together and gets a swift kick in the ass. There's going to be a monstrous group of Joe Biden business associates. I know this for a fact because I speak with all these people. They are going to be bringing in Tony Bobulinski. They're going to be bringing in Devin Archer. They're going to be bringing in the people with the testimonies to actually put the the crime family directly into the ground. You're going to have your direct evidence. And now that talking point has absolutely been blown sky high anyway because we have the check. You can see the check. Now the direct evidence talking point has been completely immolated and atomized because we have the direct evidence and it's going to get worse. Mark my words. Can't tell you what I know. It's going to get much worse. Bad, bad, bad for Joe Biden. Boy, he better hope World War III pops off because he's going to need a different news cycle soon. Let's hope Congress can get their act together. Somebody who's been trying to get their Congress's act together is Marjorie Taylor Greene, who said, whoa, hold on. This is definitionally money laundering. And Jim Biden was doing and wound up with Papa Biden. What's that all about, Marjorie? That's about this check right here, Larry. This is a copy of the check that Joe Biden's brother, James Biden, wrote to him. And this is a classic example of money laundering. They here's what happened. James Biden wrote this personal check from his personal bank account to his brother, Joe Biden, on the same day that two hundred thousand dollars, which, by the way, is the same amount that this check is for two hundred thousand dollars went into AmeriCorps, a failing uh, company that managed rural hospitals. And it was on the verge of bankruptcy. $200,000 went into that company. And then AmeriCorps wrote that $200,000 directly into James Biden's personal bank account. Mm. And on the same day, he wrote a check to his brother, Joe Biden. And do you want to know why a failing company was, was doing loan repayments with James Biden? Well, court documents reveal, the bankruptcy court documents reveal that James Biden himself said that because of his last name, it brought very strong political connections Mm. that could bring money in from the Middle East. All right, baby, what do we, all last week, all last week, we brought you the now uh, macabre and depressing uh, votes for Jim Jordan, where Jim Jordan was able to accrue 90 plus percent of the Republican caucus, but... There were a bunch of people who uh, were acting, a bunch of rhino Republicans acting like caucuses and block caucus blocking uh, Jim Jordan from becoming speaker, which is a crying shame. And then Jim Jordan lost a dirty secret ballot uh, and the swamp, of course, had their revenge. As we talk about, there's logistics and then there's tactics, okay? You gotta be able to get to the battlefield to fight the battles. If you don't have the logistics, you can't get to the battlefield, you already lose. So we'll talk about that in a moment here. But it's nice to see Congress uniting around something. 
They couldn't unite around Jim Jordan, so at least they're uniting around this. Marjorie Taylor Greene saying, a distressed company, AmeriCorps, wires $200,000 to James Biden because his last name Biden could open doors for Middle East investment. The same day Joe Biden received the $200,000 check. A little more than just coincidence. Anna Paulina Luna, one of our favorites. Joe Biden received a direct payment of $200,000 after his family used his name to open doors. How is this not impeachable? Good question. Lauren Boebert, Joe asked us where the money was. Well, we found it. AmeriCorps Health LLC wired $200,000 and then Joe Biden gets the exact same amount. This check is how Joe Biden should and will be remembered. Steve Scalise, GOP oversight has uncovered $200,000. The money trail for the Biden family corrupt scheme led directly to Joe himself. There is no denying it. Greg Stube, one of our favorites. All roads lead to the big guy, baby. And Elise Stefanik, Joe Biden asked, where's the money? Well, here you go, baby. Here you are. And it is really interesting. The, the filthiness of his family. They're so disgusting. They're so dirty. I take, I wanna, you, gotta, you gotta take a shower after like doing shows like this. The company sued James Biden last year. Okay, so you dig into the record, you find that this company sued James Biden. And in the lawsuit, they said James Biden's entire proposition to us was he would get his brother to get us Middle East investment. They have him dead to rights. The paperwork's been filed in courts of law. Watch. Now, we try to call them for a comment, but you can't get them anymore because they're bankrupt. They went bankrupt. And as they were folding, they sued uh, James Biden for the money that they were owed, that he took from the company. This is not that long ago. This is uh, last year, 2022. Uh, United States Bankruptcy Court in the Eastern District of Kentucky, AmeriCorps versus James Biden. And inside, they established, uh, let's go through this, shall we? On January 12th of 2018, AmeriCorps Health was transferred the sum of $400,000 to defendant's bank account at PNC Bank, located in Philadelphia. Remember, the defendant here is, as we saw a moment ago, James Biden, brother of the president. Next, please. On March 1st of 2018, AmeriCorps Health Wire transferred, wire transferred the sum of $200,000 to defendant Biden's bank account at the same bank in Philadelphia. Uh, and based upon representations that his last name, Biden, could open doors and that he could obtain a large investment from the Middle East base, from the Middle East based on his political connections. Yeah. That's the lawsuit. That's my old colleague, Greg Kelly, who's awesome on Newsmax, reading the lawsuit. Hey, the company's saying, wait a second, you promised that Joe Biden would get Middle East investment in our failing rural defraud the Medicaid and Medicare system. Man, how dirty these people are. Healthcare company. Because that's what all these that's what these rural hospitals do, right? They go through and they milk Medicaid and milk Medicare and try and create pots of government money for them to get their dirty little piggy paws on. That's what the Bidens were doing, right? Work in the system inside and out. And then when that proposition failed, then it's like, please get all the sultans, all the dictators in the Mideast that owe Joe Biden something to pour money into our company. That's how this works. And, you know, it's wild because you feel like you're actually approaching a singularity. When you turn on the news and I have a horrible thing to admit to you. We do watch CNN. We watch it so you don't have to. We 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 do on a we have CNN rolling, right? We monitor what's going on so we can clip it and we can talk about it when they humiliate themselves. And we saw something that made our jaws drop to the floor. We had to drag them across the floor. Boy, hot damn. CNN went in on James Biden. Now, this was a couple months ago. But they went in on Joe Biden's brother. They withheld their fire a little bit from Joe, but they said, man, his family is as crooked as a $3 bill. Check this out. Healthcare entrepreneur Michael Frey told CNN Joe Biden's other brother, James, broke financial promises he made while referencing the Biden name. Frey's company filed a lawsuit alleging fraud by James Biden, who denied the claims. Frey spoke to CNN before the lawsuit settled in 2020. Everything was on the Biden name, and, and so we took that to heart. 
James Biden was also named in a lawsuit filed in July. He allegedly received about $600,000 in loans in 2018 from a company he worked with, AmeriCorps Health, based upon representations that his last name, Biden, could open doors and that he could obtain a large investment from the Middle East based on his political connections. The suit states that the investment was never delivered. The lawsuit was settled, though James Biden denied the allegations in court filings. He did not respond to a request for comment. <laughs> Dude. The reason why I think this is just great is that the, the, when CNN does a story like that, they know that there are these smooth brains who live inside of this calcified, almost impenetrable bubble, right? Of sloganeering and coexist bumper stickers. And in this house, hate has no home here. Signs in people's yards, right? And 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 gay rights now, plus the Hamas flag, plus the ISIS flag, and and transgender rights plus the Hamas flag. Yeah, got it. Okay, got it. Those people. Okay, those people. The double think people, as George Orwell would call them. When CNN does reports like that, they know that that like that fragile little bubble shatters. Right? It starts to really break. It starts to like collapse. Now leads to, tr to true panic. And hats off to CNN because that that report, uh, which is really newsworthy right now, was done months ago, and C CNN nailed it. This was shady as hell. Joe Biden's response to all this is uh, quite simple. Bribery allegation. Congresswoman Nancy May says there's damning evidence in the FBI file that you sold out the country. Do you have a response to the congressional Republicans? Where's the money? I'm joking. Mr. President, Mr. President, a bunch of malarkey. Mr. President, where's the money? Hey, the uh, uh, GOP is finding all these like giant checks and all bags of cash. That was written to you a little love note from the Chinese. What's your response? Where's the money? Well, we got it. We know where the money went. We we know where it went. You old fossil. You're not. You're not as my grandmother used to always say. You're smart, but you're not as smart as you think you are. Exclusive. Joe Biden paid nearly two point seven five million dollars in cash for a home with beach house within weeks of Hunter threatening to text. A Chinese business partner demand close to $10 million deal. Oh, wow. This is what you would call circumstantial evidence in a court of law. Joe Biden's favorite place, his summer home in Delaware, where he decamped dozens of times during his thousand days as commander in chief. Daily Mail revealed on Tuesday that he spent at least 300 of those days in the country's second smallest state or on vacation. He bought his home at a time when it appeared that his political career was over. Tick tock, tick tock. Five months after his vice presidency had ended, well into his 70s, he had decided to forego a 2016 run. But now, the House in the teeny Rehoboth Beach could turn out to be a major embarrassment as Republicans continue to push their business between the 46th president and Don Hunter. Daily Mail has discovered that then-private citizen Joe Biden spent virtually all his adult life in the public service, bought his home for slightly under $2.75 million in cash. By the way, this is before like hyperinflation. This is before the interest rates of right now. This is a massive amount of money to spend on what I, where I assume he spent it in the year. Yeah, in 2017. I'm making the transaction, making the transaction even stranger. It was within weeks of a highly questionable text that Hunter Biden sent to the China oil business partner that he had, CEFC, but we don't like to drown you in acronyms. So we just call it China oil to seal a $10 million deal. I'm sitting here with my father. And I would like to understand why the commitment has not been fulfilled, Hunter Biden said. Then he appears to threaten the China oil executive. Tell the director that I would like to, re to resolve this now before it gets out of hand. That means tonight, I'm sitting here with my father. I'm sitting here waiting for the call with my father. I hope that whatever happens, this is going to be very, very, very important. Well, there you go. There's no proof that Joe Biden was actually sitting with his son, but metadata from photos obtained by DailyMail.com. Hunter's infamous abandoned laptop showed that he was at his father's main house in Wilmington the day the text was sent. And then what happens next? Joe Biden goes and buys a $3 million mansion in cash. Hmm. Well, again, that's what we would call circumstantial evidence, ladies and gentlemen.
So how does uh, Joe Biden spend? Like, how does Joe Biden spend this time in a in a war room, hunkered down, the world's burning, everything like the wheels are coming off, the global order. We're uh, on the precipice of World War Three. No, Joe Biden's back at that house that he bought for three million dollars. Three million dollars bucks in cash. Look, hold on, wait a second. You can actually go and find all the money that Joe Biden's ever made in his life because all the money he ever made, he never made a dime in the private sector. You can find that Joe Biden was paid, you know, what a lot of people would view as a handsome salary, but certainly not enough. You know, it's like $100,000 a year to be a senator. Certainly not enough to get him a $3 million mansion in cash. Like, like, pre-tax cash. But Joe Biden doesn't seem ashamed of this. Here's Joe Biden on the beach at that very house this weekend. Oh, how embarrassing is it? I can say a lot of things, right? I can say a lot of things. I do this professionally. But let me defer to 50 Cent. Yes, rapper, 50 Cent. Rapper, 50 Cent, who actually, with inflation, is more like 15 cents now. Fit Buying power. 50 Cent reacts to Joe Biden spending the weekend on the beach, posting on his Instagram, followed by multi-millions of people, Hey, Joe, wake the F up. We're in trouble, man. And here's photos of Joe Biden sitting there with Jill Biden reading a book that says, what is what is the title of that book? It says, how to care, how to care for a dementia patient without engaging in elder abuse. As Joe Biden, number three or number seven, sits there in the in the in the sun. So, yeah, not great times, but very entertaining times. Hey, at least Elon's, Elon's razor still applies. The most entertaining outcome shall indeed be the likeliest. Now, we're going to have two very entertaining outcomes this week. We have nine people running to be Speaker of the House. We have the Supreme Court taking up the censorship, the incredible censorship case uh, from Missouri. And ladies and gentlemen, in a, in a moment, we will be joined by the Attorney General of Missouri to talk about it. But you want to stay connected with us, make sure that you stay connected on a cellular device that is in line with your values. Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is what we use. We just sent a reporter to the Trinity test site in New Mexico. That's a great example. Okay. Trinity test site in New Mexico. Like you can't get more rural than that. Well, they ha- It's open one day a year and we just got back from that. Okay. How cool. How cool is that? Our phones work. We go all over the place. We use Patriot Mobile. We must have dependable service. We must have service that also aligns with our values at this company. And ladies and gentlemen, we are online and we are connected. Use Patriot Mobile. Stay connected with us, especially in these trying times. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Benny or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the off code Benny. Make the switch today. Patriotmobile.com slash Benny. So a man who is fighting to ensure that our phones can't be spied on by the government or have social media weaponized against us via our government where everyone swears to uphold the First Amendment. Yeah, right. (laughs) Attorney General Andrew Bailey of Missouri joins the program now. Mr. Attorney General, uh, first off, thank you again for your fight here. You have been victorious in this battle to stop the government from censoring us, but we've seen huge breaking news as of late in your victorious case to stop government censorship. Can you give us an update? Yeah, absolutely. Again, this is all about protecting our right to free speech. We've uncovered a relationship of coercion and collusion between federal officials going to the very top level of the White House across a spectrum of federal bureaucratic agencies to silence voices on big tech social media platforms in violation of the First Amendment right to free speech. We took this suit to court. We conducted discovery. We've only scratched the surface uncovering this vast censorship enterprise. Uh, We asked for a preliminary injunction at the district court level. We got to build a wall of separation between tech and state to protect our right to free speech, to prevent government censorship. And we obtained that. uh, The first brick in that wall was laid uh, on July 4th of this year in celebration of this nation's independence. 
We've successfully defended that injunction twice at the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. So the score is Missouri three, Biden zero in the fight to protect free speech. We now go to the United States Supreme Court. I mean, look, these are the worst First Amendment violations in this nation's history. The president and his minions seek to destroy the free, fair and open marketplace of ideas because they can't win the argument on the merits. And so they're fighting to be able to censor uh, what we say, what we hear on big tech. And we're fighting to preserve our First Amendment. So there are a lot of people that are in my timeline saying, wait a second, this allows for the Biden regime to now censor all of us through the election or when the Supreme Court decides. Can can you I'm not a lawyer, uh, nor am I a, a, a Supreme Court scholar. Could you elucidate for us what is the step by step process now that the Supreme Court has taken up your case? Yeah, the Supreme Court took up the, the case. They uh, put a stay on the trial court injunction. Uh, we saw that before. That happened at the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. So the injunction was handed down on July 4th. And a few months later, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals uh, was able to lift that injunction. So it just takes time to get through the court process to bring the evidence to court, make the arguments and, and persuade the judges. And that's what we've done. Again, the score is three, Missouri three, Biden zero in the fight for free speech. So at the present time, the United States Supreme Court has stayed the injunction. Uh, now, here's why that's problematic. The, and there's a three-judge dissent, Justices uh, Thomas, Gorsuch, and Alito all opined that does the federal government not understand what the First Amendment, uh, the speech the First Amendment protects? Does the executive branch of government think that they're allowed to censor speech on big tech social media? So clearly we have three justices that are already concerned uh, that the, the quantum of evidence that we've adduced at trial, again, this isn't me talking about hypotheticals. This is evidence that we put on in court and that the Supreme Court latched on to the fact that there were 82 pages of findings of fact from the district court level upon which to rely on. This all bodes well for the ultimate outcome uh, in this case once we get to the Supreme Court. So they've granted cert, and we hope to be arguing this case before the end of the year or shortly after. Wow. wow, I mean, that's light speed. I mean, people have to understand, like there are individuals who wait their entire lives and never get a Supreme Court hearing on major issues that they find particularly important. And so you are, you, this is a, this is a light speed hearing. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a good thing. I mean, again, we've got to continue to build that wall of separation between tech and state to protect our first amendment right to free speech. Think about this. Uh, the government used COVID as the excuse to suppress Americans' voices. And the, the speech they targeted was exclusively conservative speech. So it was a, a political attack. And all of the speech that they censored under the guise of trying to protect us from disinformation ended up being truthful speech. So it's not just the speakers whose rights were violated, it's the rest of us, the listeners who needed that information upon which to make good personal healthcare decisions. And we were deprived of that information by the federal government's censorship regime. We're moving into an election cycle, getting this case in front of the highest court in the land and and permanently codifying that wall of separation between tech and state is essential so that there's not election interference going into next year. I mean. I'm an optimist and they're, they're, it's the easiest thing to do in, in this profession is like doom and gloom, right? And to walk around with your chains and your sackcloth and your ashes and to be all depressed. But I look at this as a positive and say, wait a second, maybe this is the, the court as you just, as you just enumerated, trying to create forever this wall, like deciding now with this court, which has been a, a Clarence Thomas court, I think undeniably, uh, in favor of the First Amendment once and for all. I mean, do you see that as like the, the signal here? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals found that the uh, the censorship campaign by the federal government was of an order of magnitude never seen before in this country. So when I say these are, these are the worst uh, First Amendment violations in our nation's history, that's the verbiage from the Fifth Circuit I'm relying on. And certainly the Supreme Court recognized that. That's why they granted cert. That's why they want to hear the case. They know they've got to put a stop to it. And yeah. they're concerned that the federal government, the executive branch of the federal government is committed to future violations of our First Amendment rights. That's why we've got to continue to build that wall. We can't stop now. We've got to push forward with all all uh, haste in, in order to protect our uh, election integrity. Do you think that there's any chance that some of the more liberal judges join on board and that some of them like Kagan, for instance, has has had uh, like has tiptoed a little bit on some of these more fundamental rights issues. There are some that are sort of my or right is like just or, like over the cliff. And I don't I don't mean to get you to like opine on the specific you know the specific justices, but for me, I feel as though anyone with an open mind could understand the double edged sword here. And as soon as conservatives, if conservatives get back in power in the White House, could instantly start censoring than leftist speech, right? And saying, oh, wow, you support Palestine, you support Hamas, you support BLM, these are terrorist organizations, we're gonna shut you down. 
right? We're going to ban your yeah. accounts. Like this could really hurt the left. And anybody who has like open eyeballs could see that this flipped on its head would really damage us. Now the left doesn't typically do that, but do you think that you could even get like a Kagan over to your side here? Yeah, I mean, I think take us out of the context of the, the justices themselves. And let's go back to your point, which is essentially that, look, in America, we used to elevate the rules of the game above the players and the outcomes. And the left has jettisoned that approach. And I think it's extremely counterproductive. I think that it's also extremely hypocritical. Look at what the Department of Justice is saying here. They're saying they want to protect you from disinformation. And yet they're spreading disinformation by arguing that this somehow limits the president's ability to take the podium. No, the only thing the injunction prohibited was coercion and coordination that uh, established control over big tech social media platforms. That's the only it, it, the only thing the court order did was reemphasize what the, the First Amendment always stood for. And the in, entire purpose of the First Amendment is to protect us from the government, the purpose of the government is to protect our rights. And yet here, uh, this is yet another example of President Biden weaponizing the federal government to violate our rights. And everyone should understand how dangerous that is. So you think that we will be arguing this by the end of the year, and you think that there will be a ruling on this before the 2024 election? That I just want to get that. Yeah. That would be our hope, our ambition, and our goal. And certainly we're going to do everything we can to make that happen because it is imperative. We know that the swamp suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop top story. Yes. The Department yes. of Justice was in possession of that laptop in the months and weeks leading up to the uh, 2020 election. And we know that the Department of Justice met with big tech social media cronies with increased frequency in the days and weeks leading up to that story breaking and, and planted this notion that there was going to be a Russian disinformation story related to uh, Joe Biden's son. And so, of course, as soon as that story broke, big tech social media suppressed it. That's again, that is information that the American voting public needed to have as they went to the ballot box. That happened under the, the, the deep state swamp. It got worse once Biden took office because he expanded the bureaucratic enterprise to censor all sorts of different topics. And the harm is going on today. People are less likely to talk about election integrity on big tech, less likely to talk about President Donald Trump or COVID issues because they're afraid they're going to be kicked off big tech social media platforms. So the, the harm is ongoing today. Yes, that's right. And it has such an incredible chilling effect on our body politic and our capacity to actually free and, and share ideas. And that that is the that is the pressure release valve for the rest of us, right? To just be able to talk about these things and to share these ideas. And you, sir, are keeping this show online. And I think it's so important. And people who do this professionally like need to have you on every single show to say thank you for this and thank you for fighting. Attorney General Andrew Bailey, you can follow him on X, one of the one of the uh, platforms that they would love to get their greedy little paws on and continue to censor on. Please follow the great attorney general of the state of Missouri. Thank you so much, sir, for fighting. God's Thank you so much for covering this important story. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it is really because of the fight of Andrew Bailey and because of the battles that we are starting to finally win and finally fight. You gotta be able to get to the battlefield. You got to. There's tactics and there's logistics. You gotta be able to get to the battlefield to fight. When you're on the battlefield, the tactics matter, but logistics also matter. So thank you to the state of Missouri. If you're watching from Missouri, thank you for electing Andrew Bailey as your attorney general and Eric Schmidt, who's now serving in the Senate who was the first person to pick up this football and start running with it. So we we deeply, deeply appreciate that. Those are the logistics. Now the tactics of the battle are very important. We are finding that out inside of the United States House. So who will become the Speaker of the House? America has survived two weeks without a House Speaker. Oh my, oh my, the world has come to an end. No, it hasn't, no, it hasn't. Everything is fine. It's not time to panic. I'll tell you when to panic. I can be frustrated, you can be frustrated. I don't like the distractions either. I've been very upfront, but I don't like the distractions. I, I don't like the lack of logistics. I don't like I, the tactics might have been smart. Hey, we'll we'll get a, you know, super Republican right wing speaker. No, you won't because you don't have the logistics. You couldn't get 20 people, 20 traitors to vote for Jim Jordan. They betrayed their voters. They had dual loyalties, dual interests, and they betrayed us. But that sucks. That sucks. So what's next? Well, we have nine people running nine Republicans that are running. There's going to be a candidate forum today and people are going to, the, the, the forum's going to vote and we're going to get a speaker designate and we'll go back at it. 
Who's my favorite of the list? Byron Donald, far and away. Byron's been a friend of the show. He's come on the show. And it's not just that, right? It's not It's not just that. Like, I, I personally know Byron. He's from Florida. We've had a lot of time to, like, chat, to get to know each other, and to talk at various events and speak at the same things and things like that. And, like, Byron Donald's sound. He's sound as a pound. He's exactly the kind of person. I mean, he's young. He's been elected to Congress. I think this is his third term in Congress. There's, there's like, wouldn't that be nice, actually, to have somebody who's not an ancient fossil running things? Somebody who's not utterly and totally compromised? Wouldn't it be nice to have a little fresh blood? Wouldn't, it be, wouldn't that be good? Listen to this and tell me you don't want this as your House Speaker. Um, so what is your pitch to the GOP conference? What are your priorities? Uh, my pitch is very simple. First, we got to get back to work immediately. We have to uh, get these appropriation bills done. We must secure our border. Uh, if we're going to continue government funding, the border must be secured. And the White House has to realize that and take us seriously. Number two, we have a true ability to expand our majorities past this Congress. We can do that with strong, direct leadership where the White House knows where we stand. The American people see uh, the strategies and the work that the Republican majority is trying to get done. I totally believe that. And number three, we can have unity in our conference. It's going to start with a fresh voice in leadership, working with all of our our colleagues to accomplish the mission that our voters sent here to do. You know, come on, man. Come on. I've, you know, you've seen Byron Donalds and he's been a rising star for a while. Obviously he's endorsed Trump. He's done a lot of really good things with his career. He's been a fighter again, sound as a pound, but he's also been on our side on these issues. He like reads the base. He understands the energy and he like is able to actually articulate why something must happen. Like, for instance, the release of all of the January 6th footage. Well, question. So really quick one on this. If you become speaker, will you release all of the January 6th footage? I will. Absolutely. OK, great. Um, next question. We are obviously, as you know, and this is probably the most dangerous time in our lifetime. We're on the brink of World War Three. Um, we want to support Israel to, you know, protect themselves and defend themselves. But how do we. And how does Congress, um, what do you do to make sure that America doesn't get drawn into yet another conflict? Well, this is going to be the toughest thing. We have to be supportive of Israel. They are our ally. They were attacked and they must obliterate Hamas. I am fully supportive of that, as are my colleagues on Capitol Hill. But with respect to being pulled into World War Three, something none of us want, this is going to take leadership from Joe Biden. Leadership, by the way, he's not um, he's not shown to any point at this time. So it starts also with going back to the Iranian sanctions that were under President Trump and having this White House um, reverse course on some of their desires with Iran, trying to negotiate through the back door. That will be a big step forward to avoiding this global conflict. Oh, okay. How do you fight Hamas? Well, you secure our border. How about that? Man, hot damn. You going to release the January 6th footage? Yeah. Next question. <laughs> like I'm saying, yes, thank you. Come on. The, the, the TikTok, chop, chop. We got work to do. Pe people are not concerned about these things. Like, people are concerned. They're, they're not concerned about a bunch of mostly peaceful protesters at the United States Capitol redressing their grievances, which is their right in the First Amendment. People are far more concerned about inflation, about World War III drafting our sons and daughters to go die in Iran. We are far more concerned about the fact that the federal government is a sick beast that is a debt, uh, absolutely, absolutely addicted to forever debt, and the interest payments on that debt are going, is going to absolutely bankrupt us. Hyperinflation will be the future of this country if we are not deeply careful and make massive, massive changes right now. Like People are concerned about those things. That, that's the kind of stuff that people care about. Price of eggs, price of gas, price of the house, American dream, out of reach. They ain't concerned about Ukraine's borders. They're not. Concerned about our border. It's nice to have an answer like that. Hey, how do we fight Hamas in the Middle East? Well, we close our border. How about that? Let's look at this through an American first lens. That's what we do on the show. We do our best to call out into the darkness, and you can support us. And you do, and we're deeply grateful for that in the Benny Brigade. Ladies and gentlemen, the Benny Brigade is the fastest growing membership subscriber club 
you get special access to us, our guests, special merch drops, and of course, and obviously the most valuable keychain and the most based keychain on earth, the sweet salty army made in America, delicious American leather. Ah, ah, bite it, eat it, tasty, tastes like a steak. No, don't eat it, please don't eat it. I'm not recommending you do that. But it is made by veterans and then shipped out directly to you by veterans. Please sign up for an annual membership. It's less than a $5 foot long a month and it goes into keeping us independent and to supporting the work that we do here. And we have, again, we sent someone to the Trinity test site, Manhattan Project. We're going out, we're like making content, we're changing narratives. We did an entire weekend of uh, videos with <laughs> the MAGA shaman. We're out here to like humanize and to actually fight. Like we have the logistics and the tactics on the battlefield. And so thank you, Benny Brigade, for supporting us. Please join the brigade today, bennyjohnson.com backslash brigade. Ladies and gentlemen, the verse of the day from Psalms, the Lord is compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in love. Woo, we could use a little bit of that. Slow to anger. Boy, that'd be nice right now. Sure be nice for people to have like an off ramp in the world, for people to be like, yo, maybe we, Maybe we shouldn't plunge ourselves into forever wars all over again. That that like couple of years of peace with Orange Man, that was good. Let's be slow to anger, please. Abounding in love, compassionate and gracious. Whew, those are qualities we need desperately in this world. And so we will continue to talk about them. We will continue to give you hope and we will continue to refine what we do here. Uh, and to speak truth. That's all you must do to be able to fight these days. In dark times, the man, the people, the man, woman, the people who speak truth, they'll be the ones who are remembered. That's the bravest act you can take in times like these. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for marching with us. It's your boy, Benny. See ya.